Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. Now, today we're speaking with Ray Stapleton. Now, words that spring to mind to describe Ray include businessman, family man, successful, articulate, thoughtful, loyal, visionary, all-round general nice guy, and up for a challenge. After almost six decades in the workforce, he noticed many changes to the ways people can make money. And after forging a successful career in Australia Post, he took an early retirement in the late 1980s. Since that time, he's been involved in the taxi industry and also developed and run several vending machine businesses. His latest project is to roll out an advertising marketing program for small businesses. The goal is to create local shopping hubs with each participating business supporting the others. This is done by building a community of like-minded business owners within an area and each of them co-marketing to the customers of the other businesses. As Ray is connected to a global shopping community and network, the businesses are able to attract additional customers, lower their marketing costs, and set up an exit strategy for their business. Gearing up for the future job market changes, budding entrepreneurs have the potential to create a reliable passive income, which really is a win, win, win all round. So please, welcome to the show, Ray. How are you doing, Ray? Yeah, great, thanks, Ben. But it sounds like you are on quite a journey by getting all of these uh, business owners and entrepreneurs all networking together and getting them to really reach a much broader uh, range of customers and certainly lower a whole bunch of expenses. Tell me, why are you so passionate about this concept of getting people to leverage loyalty and create these little networks? Well, why does that light you up? Well, Ben, after um, 28 years in the post office and then 30 years almost in business here in uh, in Bathurst where I live, I've uh, always um, admired people like sporting people where they say they reach a time where they want to give something back to their sport or their profession. When I was introduced to this uh, concept, uh, I saw a way of giving back to those business people that had supported me in my business for those 30 years. So that to me uh, aroused my interest. But uh, then when I... uh, got further into it, I could see that uh, uh, this opportunity was something that was you know, really great and something I could really uh, get my teeth into. Um, see, with rapid advancement of technology in our world, it's certainly changing faster than it's ever been in my time. And with this, of course, it means uh, more challenges for business. Uh, with those challenges, of course, uh, it also brings opportunity, I believe, uh, especially if the business is willing to accept and 
uh, you know, those changes. And um, so with this system, businesses are not only able to move with the changes, but I believe take advantage of them. And uh, uh, I also saw it as something that I've almost had a, um, a secret desire, I suppose, to help children that are uh, less fortunate than some of us and who also want to leave a, a willable income for my family and I saw this as something that I could uh, really do with, with this uh, system. So yes, for me I see some very exciting times ahead, very much a win-win as you mentioned in the introduction. So it sounds like uh, you've been in business for a very long time and I guess you want to give back in some way. So I, I guess what you're saying is that you want to go and help other people succeed in business and, and achieve the levels of success that that you and many of the people that you know have achieved, and you've and you've seen that this this loyalty system is a way of of doing that. But you also mentioned giving back to uh, kids that are, are more, uh, I guess, less fortunate than than us. How do, how does that actually take place? Explain a little bit more about that. It sounds like you're you're quite inspired by that. That that's just, uh, I guess, a secret desire something I've, I've had for a long time and I've never really known why. I've always found it difficult to say to, no to charities when they, when they ring and want donations and so forth, especially when it involves children. And I, as a secret dream, one that I can get emotional about, I would dearly love to be able to set up something bigger than me really, but ongoing after I've long gone where I could probably will something to a foundation that can do something special for, for children that are, are facing challenges. You know, as an example, something that I've always admired, being an old sporting lover, people like um, uh, Glenn McGrath of the McGrath Foundation, uh, he does some great work with breast cancer and that type of thing. I would love to do something similar to that with children, but of course I don't have the profile that, that someone like Glenn McGrath has, but I believe if I can, once I get this project up and running, uh, it will create a, an income stream and, and a, um, a profile that I can do something that I could be really proud of. But yes. that's that's all down the track and this is all part of the desire that I have to um, to burn, really, to uh, to go ahead with this project. Yeah, you talk a lot. I mean, in this book, for the people who are listening in, I don't know if they've got, maybe got a copy of your book, Elevate Your Life, or perhaps they haven't picked it up yet. Uh, and I know that they can learn a lot about you at uh, elevatebooks.com forward slash author. In your chapter, you talk about this interesting experience that you had at Rod Laver Arena, uh, where the speaker got you to imagine this concept of uh, walking this imaginary plank from from one window to another, and this imaginary plank got higher and higher and higher up, and uh, he was trying to motivate you with money, but when he clicked to motivating you with a, with a child or a loved one, uh, as you say in the book here, it really added a whole bunch of fire and meaning. So I, I guess what I'm trying to work out is, do you? agree or, or do you believe that in order for people to succeed in life they do need some kind of fire in their belly and what would you recommend to business owners who are wanting to succeed? Well certainly I do recommend that 
you, uh, whether we call it a dream or a goal or whatever, I, I believe it has to be a, a, an emotional dream. Um, and it took me a long time to understand that. And what I was trying to get across there in that passage in the book, um, I didn't realise probably until that point that money was not a great motivator. Um, but something that can um, get goose, give you goosebumps when you think about it. I think that's the, one, the thing that will get you out of bed in the morning and get you out, do the things that you're uncomfortable with. Um, if you, if it's not something that makes you... Re I, I get em, uh, emotional thinking about uh, that particular thing and thinking about a child at that window. Just the vision of that um, stirs up emotion for me. Now, when I think of something like that, when things aren't going as I'd planned, um, if I think about that, that can drive me on to to keep forging on. Whereas without something like that, I think it's easy to stop. Uh, yeah, right. So you need that motivating force. So, so for the people out there who are listening in, and maybe they want to get started, maybe they want to grow a business, or they want to leverage their loyalty, or they they just want to have a go at the, you know, the good old Aussie dream of, of running their own business. What are some of the key, what, what, what are some of the key tips that you would give them? What, what would you say to somebody, or even what would you say to yourself, you know, 30 years ago? What, what, what advice would you share? Well, I think in the, in, in the book, I said if I was talking to my younger self, dream big, uh, and go for it, and never stop learning, never think you know it all. Um, so I, I suppose, really, um, that's the crux of it. You have to have something you're passionate about. You, I, I've tried things over the years. Like for example, in the book, I mentioned that I thought as a boy going to school and want to be a motor mechanic, uh, which I started out and did for three years. But I realised it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. There were parts of that job that I, I distinctly didn't like. Um, so I realised because I wasn't happy with it, I wasn't passionate with it, I wasn't going to make a success of it. So I then moved on to something that uh, I enjoyed. Like people say, find a, something you love doing and never work a day in your life. I never quite reached that stage, but everything I've always done, I've always enjoyed it. I'm mm -hmm. someone that loves interacting with, with people uh, and every job that I've had that I've been successful at I started out in the post office where I was on a counter post office counter interacting with people and I loved that part of the job uh, being ambitious I finished up promoting past that and I, I missed the counter interaction but I was still interacting with people and then in every other business I've been in I've had to interact with people in the vending business I had to interact with the business people so I had to build relationships there. And then in the taxi business, of course, you, you're building relationships, speaking to different people all the time. So, yeah, I think you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Of course, you have to have good work ethic and, and so forth. But uh, I think you also have to work on yourself. See, one of the things that held me back, uh, I think I probably mentioned in the book, 
that as a five-year-old, when I was colour being colourblind, I coloured in a, in a, um, a scene and had it all wrong. Uh, I probably had the grass either green or uh, instead of being green, it would have been red or brown, red, green, brown, <laughs> or stone. The sky would have been purple because I've never seen purple in my life. And the teacher held it up and said, "This is how you don't do it." Now I made a decision at that point, at a five, as a five-year-old child, that to the best of my ability, I would never ever make another mistake. Now what I've since learned, and I've recently read a book where I think of 55 people in the book, uh, all writing about all very successful people, every one of them, without fail, mentioned how much they'd learned from the mistakes they'd made. Not one of them mentioned about what they'd learned from their successes, despite the fact they were extremely successful. So as a child, at five years of age, I made a decision to not make a mistake. What I basically, what that decision meant was I made a decision to stop learning. So mm -hmm. you have to give yourself permission to make mistakes. You've got to have a go. Um, you've got to be passionate about what you do. You want to, I guess you need to know where you, you need a business plan and all that sort of normal stuff. But the reality is um, you have to give yourself permission to make mistakes because from what I can see, the only way to learn is to have a go at anything, whatever you're doing. To be successful, first of all, you've got to have a go. You've got to get a good work out there. And you, if you're a normal person, as I would expect we all are, we're going to make mistakes. So if you make a decision not to make mistakes, you're actually cutting yourself right off, stopping yourself from learning, stopping yourself from doing everything, and probably... You know, you're fueling self-limiting beliefs and all sorts of things. So, yeah. Got it. So, so something that a teacher did a long time ago uh, around the way you coloured in a certain piece of art, that actually formulated a belief or a rule inside your mind that then perpetuated itself throughout your life that actually uh, did prevent you from learning. But later on in life, you kind of worked that out and overcame that. What was the what was the key to you getting back on track? Was it just to make a few mistakes, or I mean, how how do you come back from that when you've got this belief that's ingrained in your head? How did you turn it around? Well, I had to get out of my comfort zone, I suppose, um, first and foremost, um, and it's an ongoing process. Um, I still find myself. Um, not doing something, stopping myself from doing because I might make a mistake, make a fool of myself. So I have to make a conscious decision that okay, it is okay to stuff up. You, you might get this wrong, but you'll never get it right unless you have a go. So it's a matter of um, of pushing through it, I suppose. See, uh, so I also mentioned in the book that fear is helping back, fear of failure, and I guess that's what I was talking about. Um, now I held myself back there thinking that to overcome fear meant the lack of fear but it's not that at all uh, fear is we all feel fear, you can't help it but it's a matter of doing it anyway and pushing through the fear and whilst I don't think um, well I've certainly never reached the stage where I don't have a fear of making mistakes but certainly by pushing through it 
it makes it so much easier and every time you do it it's I guess it strengthens it's a bit like strengthening your muscle really that each time you overcome that fear and, and a little voice in the head's trying to talk you out of it if you push through it and just do it anyway yeah I think uh, I think that's one of those key things you know that that uh, those mistakes are where we get quite a lot of learning from. Actually, as you were talking, it reminded me of a quote that I heard um, Warren Buffett once say. He said, uh, you know, it's, it's really, really a wonderful experience to be able to learn from your mistakes. And he said later on in life, he worked out that it's even more enjoyable to learn from someone else's. And so, <laughs> so uh, I yeah, think I one of the things that the listeners out there can really get from you is that uh, you've been willing to go out there and make the mistakes for them. And, and a lot of people can, just by connecting with you and chatting to you, can actually start to learn slightly more dynamic ways of starting to leverage their community. Because what I do know is what you're doing now in business is really quite remarkable. You, you have teamed up with a global community and you are able to, I guess, set up joint ventures on tap, for want of a better phrase, we've got people that are all supporting each other and all helping out and really just wanting to, to grow their businesses. And as you mentioned here, that you're able to reduce the, the advertising costs and marketing costs and, and also provide them with very clear exit strategies as well, which is, um, which is pretty cool. So uh, any, other, any other piece of advice that you would recommend for people out there that are wanting to, to grow their business or elevate their life, what, what other sorts of advice? I mean, we've got the idea that they've got, they've got to be able to, willing to fail. They've got to be willing to overcome their ideas, be conscious in the moment, make conscious choices to keep having a go, even though they might stuff it up. But is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners so that so, to give them a, a better opportunity to move forward with their ideas? Yes, well, I think I'm 75 years old and, and, and at about the age of 18 I realised you have to keep learning um, and probably by learning you just find things out for example that episode where I talked about was a five year old I didn't realise that I'd made those decisions that that had, that had made such a difference to me until I went to a course and uh, it was a fairly uh, Fairly well, I can't quite come up, but, but, but it was challenging. And uh, the way the session leader was leading us through, I was able to come up with that, and then I realised that that had happened. So I suppose we have to make sure we keep learning all the time, um, keep. Uh, keep up with things and, and that's fairly difficult now with things changing so much where I was at a conference here about a few months ago uh, where the, the keynote speaker was a mountain climber and he was talking about exponential growth he was talking about the computer chip is doubling its strength every couple of years which of course amounts to exponential growth so with rapid change uh, we have to Keep abreast of those changes. Um, keep learning, um, and uh, you know, just be authentic. Um, and as I said, give yourself permission to make mistakes. Just uh, really um, keep your eye on the ball, I suppose. 
Yeah. I think uh, there's a saying out there that I, that I heard once in the industry, and it says that the learners will inherit the earth while the learned will be well-equipped for a world that no longer exists. And I, I think you're right. You know, I think the world is changing so rapidly that those who refuse to learn are the ones that are just going to be left behind in a world that doesn't exist. And, and you mentioned your age earlier on, and I think that's an inspiring thing just in and of itself. I mean, um, you're reinventing yourself at an age where most people have, have pretty much given up completely, in fact, given up 10 years prior to where you're at right now. And so I think if there's, there's some stuff that the listeners can get out of it, it is the fact that you want to be willing to fail. It's the fact that you want to keep learning. It's the fact that you want to be authentic. It sounds also, Ray, that you, you spend a, a, an awful amount of time on personal development and attending workshops and seminars. So you don't just say this. I mean, you, you really live this. You're, you're like really living. You're an example of someone who just never stops learning, which I think is just fantastic. And so I think the listeners out there should be taking a leaf out of your book because uh, at the ripe old age of 75, you're, you're having a crack. You're reinventing yourself, launching brand new businesses, helping people throughout Australia and throughout the world. I mean, this is, this is really inspiring stuff. So I, I just want to commend you on that because uh, I don't know if many people around you do let you know that, that this is, you're a pioneer in, in doing that. A lot of people that are out there aren't even having a crack and, and they're only 30 years of age and they, they think they're too old there, you know, and they've got all these other beliefs that go with it. So uh, I think it's a really inspiring message to keep learning. Mate, are there any final words that you have for our listeners? Well, don't give up. Um, just don't listen to the dream stealers. Now, over the years, many things that I've done, people will tell you, oh, that won't work, you can't do that. Um, they try and steal your dream. Um, you've got to have a dream. I think it's got to be emotional. Uh, it's got to be something you're passionate about. But there's going to be people out there that's going to try and steal it. Now, for whatever reason, and they're usually people that are close to you, and they think they're probably think they're doing you a favour, trying to stop you from from being disappointed or something. But just don't let people don't lose your dream. Um, and, and I think there was probably a time in my life where I let the dream stealers still my dream um, and I'm so I, I get excited now that I I still have a dream I still have something I want to achieve and to be honest I just can't see myself I just don't quite know what it would be like really to think well I've arrived I've got nothing else to do um, I hope I never reach that stage to be honest so have a dream go for it and don't let anyone steal it I love it. Have a dream, go for it, and don't let anyone steal it. And I think at the end of the day, our dreams are fundamentally made up of energy inside our mind, and people can just rob you of that energy in the blink of an eye. And I think that's, that's really great advice because a lot of people, they're sharing their dreams with the wrong, with the wrong people. And you know, I often think about a dream as a, as a little plant, a little seedling that's about to grow. And when it first you know, breaks out of the soil and shows itself to the sun, it, uh, it can be knocked over by anything and anyone, a very small breeze or someone can just push it with their finger and it can snap quite well. But I'm a big fan of growing your dream into a big, thick tree with incredible root systems and then show it to the world and then no one 
um, can steal that dream. So I think I think it's a wise advice there that uh, be very careful of the dream stealers out there. Now I do know that there are many listeners out there that want to connect more with you. They want uh, you to help them to grow their business, to network, to set up this community where they can actually have a win-win-win scenario and they can actually start to leverage the communities and the loyalty of, of uh, people in a range of different areas of business. And I think the best way that they can probably do that, Ray, is if they go to elevatebooks.com forward slash authors and they're going to see a, a photo of you there grinning away and uh, they can click on that photo and that will actually take them through to a little page that you've got on that website where they can find out a whole bunch more information about you. And also they can get in contact with you and um, work out how they can actually work with you if that is what they desire to do. So elevatebooks.com forward slash authors and just look for Ray and uh, you'll be able to find him there and, and click onto that. So Ray, what I want to do is I just want to wrap up by thanking you so much for your time today and just really thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and congratulate you for continuing to pioneer brand new business ideas um, well into the future and for, for being an avid learner. So, so thank you so much. Well, thank you, Ben. I really appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. So, as always, if you'd like to hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.